0: hello and welcome to the bear claw podcast i am your host omar delgado and it looks like i am flying solo this week due to poor poor planning uh last week we were going to do an episode but our co-host stein uh got sick so we were unable to record also wanted to say happy belated birthday to Stein, because the day that we were supposed to record was his birthday, and also the day he got sick, so that sucks, but regardless, happy birthday to him. I'm going to do my best here, folks, to keep this entertaining, but it's hard to make it entertaining when it's a one-sided conversation, but here we go, going to give it the old college try. Uh, Not a lot of updates this week, obviously, with the game not happening, there was a bye this week, so the Bears didn't play. The only updates I found was that <clears throat> Tyreek Stevenson apparently got injured uh, during practice, during on, seven on sevens um, back in November, at the end of November, basically, like the 25th, so about a week ago. Um, but it looks like everything is pointing towards him being back for the Lions game, which is pretty big. Um, him being out would not be great for us. Despite him being a rookie, he's been a pretty big part of our defense. All right, uh, that's pretty much the only update, so I guess we can go straight into the general vibe. Um, about a, a couple weeks removed from a, a Bears win against the Vikings. So I'd say the vibes kind of chilled out, but um, putting myself back in that headspace of the last week, of the last time we played when we beat the Vikings, I mean, it felt mostly pretty good. Um I mean it's just always good to get a win uh especially when your defense looks as good as it did. It's not always great the win can can feel a little can feel not as great when your team doesn't score a touchdown <laughs> which is uh unfortunate but um hey at this point you know we'll take what we can get. Uh we finally got a division win. Matt Nagy had gone I believe it was uh 9 straight without a division win but uh it just goes to show you no division beats the bears 10 times in a row (laughs) yeah so i guess we can dig a little bit into the game here uh a lot of uh a lot of negatives starting obviously it's not ideal to not have any touchdowns in a game there's also a few things um that I think were pretty upsetting. One of the main things that I that I stuck out to me was, you can basically you can punch a Bears defender when you're getting pushed off the field. You can punch him uh, as much as you want. You can punch him in the face, and then uh, the Bears will get called for a <laughs> for a penalty. Yeah, so it looked like it w- uh not look like um, they gave Kyler Gordon an unsportsmanlike unsportsmanlike conduct, and the Bears got uh, penalized for it. But I mean, it's watching the replay on it. It's pretty damning. Uh, Kyler Gordon is shoving this Vikings player basically out of bounds, and then uh, as they get to the sidelines, the Vikings player just starts swinging, like full on swinging on on Kyler Gordon. Uh, Kyler Gordon runs over to the back to the Bears sideline, and his his face mask literally hanging off of his uh, helmet, uh, and he puts uh, puts it up in the air, and I guess that was kind of what <laughs> what led to the. Uh, unsportsmanlike, I don't know. I just all around a ridiculous uh, <laughs> ridiculous call, ridiculous uh, chain of events there. Um, uh, apparently, you can also go helmet to helmet with Justin Fields and uh, the refs just won't see it or they won't call it or I don't know what the deal is. Um, personally, I think it's been a, <laughs> a consistent problem of... Fields not only getting hit helmet to helmet, but also not getting called uh, when he is when there's some roughing the passer that could get called. Uh, But what can you do? I mean, I don't know why why it is that he doesn't get those calls. You'd like to see them, especially uh, when you got guys. I mean, he's no Patrick Mahomes, but when you got guys like Patrick Mahomes who are getting uh, pretty consistently getting roughing the passer calls, it's a little frustrating when your quarterback doesn't get them uh, as well. Uh, despite not having any touchdowns, we did go for 317 yards total, which was pretty good. Continued the bad trend though of seven penalties, <laughs> of a lot of pe- we continued the bad trend of a lot of penalties. We had seven for 76, which is something that we need to fix. I can't remember how many of those were drive killing. You know how many of those uh, penalties were consequential, like really bad, but. I assume some of them were drive killing, uh, but for you know, I mean, we've talked about this a few times already. But for someone who who parades discipline and and uh, as a big part of their game plan and a part of their culture that they're trying to promote, uh, I mean, the, the the penalties is just it's out of hand. It's something that we need to need to fix. Some it shouldn't be a problem this late in the season. I think we can dig into the offense here a little bit uh obviously the main point being justin fields justin fields was 27 for 37 for 217 yards he also had 12 carries for 59 yards uh most of the passes that were called for him and most of his completions were behind the 10 yard line um or behind the line of scrimmage even uh which is not great i don't think that's what you want to be calling especially some of those situations were like some of those passes, I, there was one that stuck out to me that was behind the line of scrimmage when we needed a two-yard gain, and they did a pass behind the line of scrimmage, uh, which, um, I mean, I'm no offensive uh, football genius, but I feel like if you are trying to gain two yards, you ideally want your receivers to uh, cross that two-yard threshold uh, before you target them. You want to drop a play where that's the point where they are past the two-yard threshold before they get the ball. Um but I don't know. Maybe you know I'm not. I don't know everything. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I mean the conversation around Justin Fields continues. You know, the, the is he the guy? You know, how much of it is his fault? Should they move on from him? Should they draft someone else? Uh, you know that that sort of thing. And uh, I don't think it's unreasonable. Um, I also don't think it's always fair. Um, but I am a Justin Fields apologist, so maybe it's my bias. But uh. I don't know, it's just tough to me. I feel like with the Justin Fields situation it seems like we're in what I thought was going to be um um pretty much the worst-case scenario where we're not really evaluating him and not really figuring out um what we have and what he can be. Uh just seems and I mean, maybe it's a little bit on him too, but it just seems like we can't seem uh, to really pin it down. We have a few games left to figure it out. Hopefully we can drop some actual Justin Fields centered, uh, offense. Mm. A lot of screens, <laughs> a lot of screens still being called, which, uh, when you have a team that blitzes a lot, it's not totally, um, it's not completely ridiculous to call, to, to call screens to try to combat that. But, um, calling three in a row and only calling screens There are other ways to combat the blitz, I think. So still not ideal. I mean, it's not great that our offensive coordinator were, are more than halfway through the season and he continues to uh, continue to continues with his habits, these habits that uh, a lot of people <laughs> are pretty obvious to them. I think it's pretty obvious to a lot of football uh, content consumers that these screens don't work. And a lot of the times they're pretty much uh, telegraphed to the other team. It's pretty obvious that they're going to happen and they're able to jump it. And we either get hit at the line of scrimmage or for a loss. So, I mean we'll just continue playing the uh the game, I guess, of seeing how long it'll take Luke Getze to figure out that those don't work or they need to be doing something something else. Or for him to figure out that, um I mean that one it was pretty much the game game winning play, I think, was when when Fields passed to DJ Moore and it was a deep pass and it worked, surprise, surprise. Um we'll see how long it takes gets you to figure out that justin fields can make those passes (laughs) or who knows maybe he can't at this point just fucking again i mean it just goes can we figure out if he can do it or not can you just let him play (laughs) and let him you know i don't know you're not saving your job i don't think at this point if you're getsy so you might as well just let the kid do what he's gonna do (laughs) you know (laughs) and uh i don't know i guess when you're uh when you're on your way your way out, maybe you don't feel like you have, uh, maybe you don't feel the need to do a service to the team that's gonna fucking give you the boot. But it'd be nice if we could, uh, you know, get it figured out. <laughs> um, so this past game, DJ Moore broke a thousand receiving yards. He had 11 catches this game for 114, and he has broken a hundred a thousand receiving yards, which is, I mean, we love to see it. DJ Moore uh has proved himself a valuable asset i think has shown himself to be that i think we've come to see that uh that that move for DJ Moore was uh was really good really smart move um not to mention that it'll it looks like the bears are pretty much uh it seems very likely that the bears are going to end up with the uh, f- uh first pick in the draft via the panthers uh, they are one and eleven, and not getting any better. So that whole that whole deal uh, just seems to be uh getting sweeter and sweeter, and it really is starting to look like uh, Ryan Poles fleeced. <laughs> to quote some online people, it looks like Ryan Poles has fleeced the uh the Panthers. Uh, so the combination there's a stat here that I got. Uh, the combination of Justin Fields passing to DJ Moore, yeah, uh, he has a ninety eight point seven QBR when he when targeting dj uh dj Moore, which is the highest at least uh as of a week ago um, maybe that's changed now with um with another week of games but uh a week ago it was the highest mark of any qb receiver duo according to espn stats uh which is pretty good uh <laughs> to be at the top of that um uh, there's been some critique and, and some of it fair some of it I think not so fair of Justin Fields passing abilities and abilities to uh, read defenses and, and, and missing some you know s- missing wi- some open receivers some would say wide open receivers and I think that's fair I think it's happened um, and then especially when you start getting into the mix you know when you start talking about drafting uh, a, a replacement for him for Justin Fields. And how they compare and stuff. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. I think this combats that, and I don't think that's that's totally fair. You know, I think Justin Fields has, uh, when given the opportunity, I think has shown himself to be able to do that. Cole Komet also had a really fucking good game continues uh just continues to be good really continues to be a, a staple in this offense um again as of last week maybe that's changed but as of last week he's the only offensive player to receive 60 plus targets and not drop a pass this season um this past game he got seven catches for 43 yards uh just continues to also like his hands are great that, that was uh one of the crit- critiques that i saw early on into like his first and second year was that, he you know, he kept dropping passes, which there was a few games that he did drop some pretty critical passes, but it seems that he's worked on that and uh, has kind of turned that around to make it a strength of his, um, which is is pretty great to see, just to see his growth and see him uh, just, again, continue to be a staple of this offense. I'm, I'm a huge Colcomat fan. I think that's pretty well documented. Um, So, yeah, we'd love to see it. Uh I think that pretty much covers it for the offense. Again, obviously, I mean, I don't know. It's just we've talked about it so much. Um at this point, uh it's pretty stagnant. I mean, can you bl- put some of the blame on Justin Fields? I guess. Uh I guess we can talk about too Justin Fields had uh had some pretty bad I had a, some pretty bad turnovers towards the end of the game. Um <laughs> which, you know, chalk one up for the uh fields detractors uh but i mean was given thanks for defense and how great our defense played was given a another opportunity a few more opportunities to go at it again and was able to uh make a nice deep pass to dj moore when it really mattered uh i also just think i mean i'm pretty fuzzy here i'm pretty again we're a week removed um but i don't think it's uh when when you're giving the ball to the quarterback on third down, and he's got third and more than, you know, 10 or more to go after you you, you ran the ball the, the the two plays before that, and he doesn't make those passes, like, he doesn't make those completions, um, I don't think that's totally fair to be like, he's not clutch, you know? Um, which, again, just just to be clear, those those fumbles, uh, those turnovers were pretty bad, and they were on Justin. F- like, those were definitely his fault. Again, I, uh, I'm willing to hear a little bit because at some point, you know, at some point, uh, even if it's not fair for you to have, be in those situations, at some point you have to start winning and and uh, and doing good in those situations. Um, but I mean, it's 50-50, I think. It's just, uh, <laughs> which again, just makes this so tough because it's like, you know, who do we blame here? I don't know. I'm willing to hear the uh, Justin Fields critiques, but uh, I think as long as it's within reason. So yeah, obviously you don't like those two turnovers, but I mean he came back and uh, was able to keep it clutch and took responsibility. There's uh, there was some audio, not some audio, but there was a video that came out uh, after of them after the game, and he's in the locker room and he's talking to all his all, all the rest of the team and uh, or Eberflus is, is talking to the team and before they you know break the this sort of huddle a little talk that they were having justin fields uh interrupts him and asks you know if he can say something and is like hey guys like really owns up and takes responsibility responsibilities like hey guys like sorry on those turnovers like those are on me like i really appreciate you guys having my back and uh it was really cool because then the whole team was like we appreciate you and they all kind of like you know started gassing him up and stuff which was uh really great it seems like this team really uh really believes in uh and trusts in justin fields um which is great. And I don't know, it begs the question, you know, like uh, if um, if Justin Fields shows himself to not be uh, what we want him to be and and the coaches and, or the staff decide to get rid of him and start fresh, you know, how does that affect the locker room? Um, a locker room that is coalesced around this around this guy and around each other. And what happens there, you know, can you bring in a, a rookie guy or another guy and get them to gel the same way around them? I, don't, I mean, I don't know, man. All remains. I mean, it's all fucking hypotheticals and speculation at this point. So what can you do? Um, with that, I mean, with Fields talking about the defense. I mean, the defense played fucking great. (laughs) They really did play really great. You can you can maybe put the asterisk, I guess, of uh, this isn't a Kirk Cousins led Vikings offense. Uh I'm not going to do that though, because this is a Bears podcast. So we're again we're gonna take what we can get. And we have a lot to take here with the Bears defense. Not to mention that I am of the camp. I don't think this Vikings offense led by Joshua Dobbs is uh totally inept. Uh we had four picks, which was awesome. So much fun to watch. It's it's so much fun to watch the defense again, watch the defense get takeaways. Um and seemingly, I, I don't know where. I don't know where. I don't know if it's just all clicking. I don't know if uh, Iberflus has just been able to uh, coach the guys up on stuff and get and uh, get it working. I don't. I don't know. I don't have that analysis. All the analysis I have is that it's fun. It's fun to watch. Seven picks in the last two games. So in the last two games, we have more picks than we've had than we had in the first ten games because we only had six in the first ten games. Something's turning around here. We're in an upwards trend, and it's fun. It's great to see. I will say that I think some of it has to do with uh, being healthy, with everyone being healthy. I think that's, that's a, definitely a big part of it. Uh, Jalen Johnson got a, got a pick. Kyler Gordon got a pick. TJ Edwards got a pick. Jaquan Brisker had a pick. Jalen Johnson must have heard me talking shit last week or two three weeks ago however long that was that I said Jalen Johnson wasn't playing like a guy who wants to get paid. He must've heard me talking shit because he decided he wanted to come to play against the Vikings. He was truly all over the field and it was just awesome to watch, especially that pick that he had, man. He just absolutely ball hawked it, like really just read it and jumped up and just snagged it. It was very, very cool. Very fun to see, but Lo- love to, uh, love that he got that. Uh, our defense kept the Vikings to, uh, two two third down conversions out of, out of nine attempts um again just were able to keep them like keep them from doing anything really we just controlled uh just controlled the game um kept them to under 100 rushing yards which i mean they're not known for their rushing game you know but i mean still uh would be interesting to see i assume the streak continues of keeping uh unless unless the lions got more than 100. Oh, okay. So the lions did actually break uh got more than 100 yards in rushing against the bears. But that's all right. We're starting the trend again. We're going to start the streak again looks like of keeping them of keeping teams to less than 100 rushing yards. We'd love to see it. Um uh, Mont- Montez Sweat. We got 3 sacks. Um and it looks like Montez Sweat uh has has been another great pick i mean he's really maybe that's what it's been maybe it's not so much Matt bruce you know but maybe having a um another i don't know if i'd call him a star yet but definitely i mean definitely key piece uh definitely big uh big playmaker having him has i mean since he's got here it seems like he's elevated really just elevated the defense um so it's been a great gra- uh great grab. He had one and a half sacks. So I don't think it's too uh too far fetched to give Montez Sweat some of the credit of elevating this defense. Um hopefully again, just hopefully the trend continues. Uh this defense has really I mean it's trend around really really makes you wonder if uh <laughs> if Iberflus is gonna be sticking around next for next year. Um Cause I mean, what do we got? When we really think about it, right? I'll get a little more. I'll dig a little more. Not too much more, but you know, I'll talk a little more, a little bit more about the Lions. But if you look at the rest of our schedule, it looks like we got the Lions, we got the Browns, we got the Cardinals, the Falcons, and then we end with the Packers. So, I mean, looking at that, Browns are with Joe Flacco. They just lost this week, though as far as i know joe so the bear i mean the browns they're pretty good stein's always going on about their own O line it seems like they've kept it up um i assume they've kept it up That could be a win there cardinals i mean they're still not doing great that could be a win there lions is going to be tough falcons that's winnable packers i mean we'll see who the packers end up being the packers have been on a fucking tear the past couple weeks and uh jordan love really looked great this past week um so I I mean I don't know can if he can get a few more wins how many more wins would it take to win out um, <laughs> I don't know that's a tall order but uh I mean if he does does that mean he stick, sticks around should he stick around I personally I don't know every every week especially when you have a week like you had against the Vikings with uh, defensively he uh, <laughs> he changes my mind a little bit it gets me leaning a little, a little bit closer to uh, keeping him around, because I don't, I don't know how likely. I don't think it's. I, ideally, he just gets demoted to defensive coordinator if the defense keeps playing like this. But I don't see that happening. I just don't think that's very likely. It'd <laughs> Be so like out of the norm, and just. I mean, would he even want to stick around? I mean, where else is he gonna go? I don't think I can't imagine that the uh, market is dying for a, a Matt Iberflus right now, but. Um, I don't know what happens, you know, at the very least. Does he go with Getsy? Do they keep him around? Do they demote him? I know there's been talks. I mean, it's all rumors, but uh, there have been rumors that they're talking and they're thinking about Jim Harbaugh. Could it happen? I don't know. I don't know. Jim Harbaugh to the Bears. That'd be cool. But, I mean, again, I mean, what do you do? Can Matty Berfu save his job? Hard to say. I mean, Luke Getz he's definitely gotta be gone. He's definitely gotta go. But again, do you throw him and, you know, do you throw the baby out with the bathwater if 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 Iberflus is having some success? Do you just bring in a new OC? Do you fucking clean house? I know there's talk about. I mean, if Iberflus is gone. It seems like Poles is gonna be gone with him. I don't think I want Poles gone. He's had some. I mean, a few uh, a few bad calls here and there. But I mean, again, he's had. I mean, he made that great. We got DJ Moore and we're gonna looks like we're gonna end up with the first pick. So I mean that's a great move. Montez Sweat, another great move. His rookies are doing really good. We got Darnell What right, who continues to be on a great trend. We got um Tyreek Stevenson who's also playing great as a rookie. I mean we have a couple guys too on the on the defensive line on the D line that are that are doing good too, that were his his rookies that he picked. So And I was just talking about Montez Sweat which you know there were some questions around that but i mean it shows seems to be uh going being seems to be going in the positive direction it's just tough man uh, looking at this and getting rid of him you know second second year into a rebuild where uh a record is already better than last year how much of an improvement is that though you know I mean, the bar was on the floor last year. (laughs) So, I mean, we have at least one more win. We'll see how the rest of the season goes. Um, I've seen some graphics that say we're in the hunt, which is uh, (laughs) in the hunt for playoffs, I think is very generous for this Bears team. (sighs) Again, it's just all speculation. I don't know what I want to happen. I think if the defense, again, and, and it's so unlikely, but ideally, you know, you demote, you demote Matt Eberflus. You get rid of Luke Getze. You either bring in, at that point, I guess you'd have to bring an offensive-minded head coach to be the to be the play caller, or because I don't, I don't know. You know, it's just how much is Iberflus going to be okay with it? But then also, how much? I mean, how much of a say does he really have with the record he has as a head coach? He's just now getting it turned around and figuring it out defensively it seems like and uh i mean i don't know what do the bears want to do i don't want i don't know man i just think about how they might if they clean house get rid of poles get rid of iberflus get rid of getsy and it seems like i would get the feeling if all that went i don't know it seems like justin fields would probably be gone too two years into a rebuild and we already start all over again. I don't know, man. Just in the shit position, this shit is just very frustrating. And I don't think I would want our defense to not be doing good, but it would be making life a lot easier if the defense looked like shit. Because <laughs> then we'd be able to, you know, it'd just be a lot easier. It'd be like, obviously, Iberflus has to go because he's the problem too, you know? I don't know. But that's just all again just more speculation i think that about covers the uh the vikings game If there's anything i missed i apologize again we're a week removed and uh, i'm flying solo here so i'm really trying to dig deep here and bear down but you know what can you do it's gonna be a short episode feels like i've been talking forever and i really have not been talking for that long uh, I guess we can go... Let's go a little bit into the uh, NFC North vibe check. I guess I'm taking the vibe check this week since there's no one else to take it. So, the Lions went against the Saints this week and they won 33-28. to uh, It looks like the Lions are back in form. I mean, Monty got started pretty early um, and they were mixing Gibbs in there too. So, I mean, it seems like that one-two punch is kind of coming back up. I mean... I guess before we get into to the game and back to fo- talking about how they're back to form, it's important to mention, I mean, they almost lost. To, we almost beat the – the Bears almost beat the Lions, which um, no one expected. And then – so they had that rough game. They kind of brought it back. I mean, not kind of. They did. They brought it back in the last five minutes and beat the Bears. So, I mean, they were able to kind of hold that off. They got the dub. You know, they did what they had to do. But then, yeah, cuz we didn't talk about this since uh we didn't have the pod last week. But then the Lions lost to the Packers 29 to 22. Uh which I mean again, I don't think anyone expected that either. Uh I think the Packers were super banged up that game. I think I mean it wasn't a you know, not a super pretty game. Um but I mean, to lose, to almost lose to the Bears and then to almost, and then to lose to the Packers who, I mean, I don't know though, maybe it's just, they were on an upward trend and it started the end, you know, and it's continuing now. But I, I think that week is just like, you just didn't expect it, especially with how, how many injuries they had and stuff. Uh, Jordan Love had a pretty good game that week. Um and even though the lions, again, even though the lions had more total yards, more passing yards, overall more yards they had more passing yards and more rushing yards and less penalty yards, and they still lost uh it just seemed like they just couldn't get to get it together uh they weren't able to do what they did against against the bears late the packers just uh were able to keep it together, uh which good for them, I guess a little <laughs> disappointing, especially considering we could uh could have been there it could have been us, but um. It wasn't, but the Packers took care of business. Um, anyway, all that to say, the Lions in this past week going against the Saints look like they're returning to form to their previous uh, height, I guess, of play. Going back to the standard of play that we've come to expect from the Lions. Yeah, I mean, Monty, who has been a sleepyhead, Uh, before these, before this game, the last two games got started pretty early. Again, he got started pretty early in the first half and then they got uh, Jimmy Gibbs in there. And I mean, Jared Goff looked good again. He's making really great passes. His receivers are making really great catches. Uh, and, uh, but the saints, the saints put up a really good fight. It was a really good game. Derek got injured, uh, late, late in the game. And I think that kind of contributed to, uh, kind of hindered the comeback that the that the Saints could have had because they definitely had a couple opportunities to uh, come back and win that game. So then after, after Derek Carr got injured, they put in Jameis Winston, which uh, I'm coming to realize is not necessarily your first pick that you want when you're trying to make a comeback, especially against the Lions. But regardless, they put up a good fight. And so I guess, I mean, I don't think the Saints are a bad team. Maybe I'm wrong here. You know, I got no one here to correct me. But... Going off of my own knowledge, it seems like the Saints are not a terrible team. Uh, I think they're pretty solid. I think when Derek Carr is not hurt, <laughs> they have a pretty good. You know, they're like middle, upper middle, maybe could be. I don't know. Hard to tell because he gets hard, hurt all the time. It does beg the question though, you know how 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 back to form are are the Lions if the if the Saints were able to stay in it and were really. Again, that that comeback was hindered by Derek, I think by a Derek Carr being injured. So, could the, I mean, the Saints were pretty close. Are the Lions? Uh, they are able to win, but I guess not too convincingly. So, where are they? I mean, we'll see. I think. I mean, I guess I I think we'll see with the with this next game against the Bears. I mean, if they can if they can beat us convincingly, I think we can it's safe to say they're back to the, playing to their, you know back to their standard of play that they that they want to be at um if not i mean the bears have again our defense is doing pretty good if we can stop making our same stupid mistakes are we a good team i think we're again maybe we're a little closer to the saints than some might think um as far as uh you know how good we are maybe we're not so bad but uh tough to say i guess we'll see um moving on from that though i think that's enough that's enough on that all that all that bullshit just to say we'll see how much i cut how much you have to hear but all that to say the lions i think they're kind of back to form at the very least they're playing all right the saints it doesn't matter how the saints look because they're not in the nfc north uh i don't even know are they in whatever we're not talking about the saints we're talking about the lions we'll see how they do against the bears um On to the next one. This one was pretty fucking crazy. The Packers beat the Chiefs. I think the only one that saw that coming was our, uh, I mean, at least the only one that I know, the only person that I know that saw that coming uh, was our resident Packers fan, Isaac Turgeon. Uh, I think he had mentioned that this was going to be a good matchup for the Packers. It was going to be in the Packers' favor. So the, ba- the Packers beat the Chiefs 27-19. to 27-19. Without Jerry Alexander and without Aaron Jones. Although, the Chiefs did have Matt Nagy. So, kind of evens out. Seems like even when he's not with the Bears, Matt Nagy continues to lose to the Packers. Chiefs were, uh, looked, I mean, let's talk about it. Packers versus the Chiefs. Early on, the Chiefs could not finish in the red zone. They were unable to to turn drives, to finish drives with touchdowns. They did not have a touchdown until the third quarter. um, And they only had six points in the first half, which is not great. It's not what you expect typically from the Kansas City Chiefs. So yeah, it's not what you typically expect from, from the Chiefs. Isaiah Pacheco, the way this guy runs, the anger with which he runs, the passion, it's insane. This guy is nuts. You just cannot bring this guy down. And every time he's running at that hole, he's just running. I, I don't even know how to describe it. It's crazy to me to watch him run. And he just fucking runs people over and gets so many yards after contact. I mean there's one play where he's he's moving the piles like by himself. <laughs> it's it's nuts. It's nuts to watch this guy run. 18 carries, 110 yards, one touchdown. I mean, just a huge piece of that offense, I think. Um I mean, despite them not being able to get going, he just had had a great game still, I think. He he's nuts <laughs> watching this guy run. It looked like the Packers receivers are are just clicking. I think Jordan Love and his receivers are just clicking now. Uh Hopefully, maybe next week we'll be able to – we'll see if the trend continues uh, and maybe get some more uh, commentary on that. But Jordan Love, 25-36, 267 yards, three touchdowns. That's not a bad stat line. That's pretty good, (laughs) right? And he's continued, it seems like, on this upward trend. Uh, So, I mean, Packers fans seem to be getting all horny about it. And, I mean, not without, without reason, you know. Could this be the guy? Could the uh, the real question is, are the Packers lucky enough? Slash. Okay, I'll give you. I'll give you. Are the Packers lucky enough to get a third generational quarterback, or is the rest of the NFC unlucky enough that the Packers would get a third generational, a third generational? when i say third generational it makes it sound like he's third generation a third quarterback who is a generational talent i seem to think it's it's that the rest of the nfc is unlucky enough <laughs> uh truly though i think i don't know i mean the packers are obviously doing something right you know um we'll see what happens we'll see uh we'll see if he can continue on this trend it seems like they have pretty much of a i mean i don't want to call it a cakewalk but the rest of their schedule goes as follows. They have the Giants. They have the Bucks after that. They have the Panthers. They have the Vikings. And they have the Bears. Again, I don't want to call it a cakewalk, but fuck, man. Giants are shit this year. Buccaneers. That that could be, I mean, that's a winnable game for them. I don't think it's going to be super easy. It's winnable. Panthers. Panthers are 1-11. Hopefully they continue to help us out. With, to get the one, number one pick, <laughs> I think they will because the Panthers are not good this year. The Vikings, Vikings seem like <sighs> the Vikings. Where are the Vikings at? It seems like they're on a doubt on a downward trend. I mean, losing to the Bears, it's just we haven't, we've had that conversation before. We'll see how they bounce back because they got the Raiders. We'll see how they bounce back because they got the Raiders and then they got the Bengals, the Bengals without Joe, Joe Burrow, who's out for the rest of the season, unfortunately. Oh, Vikings got kind of a gauntlet. They got kind of a gauntlet at the end. Not really, actually. So they got the Raiders, got the, they got the Bengals, they got the Lions, they got the Packers, and then they got the Lions again. A, a, kind of a gauntlet in that last... But again, we'll see how good the Lions are. How good are the Lions going to be? Are they going to be back to true form? Are they going to be super competitive? i don't know anyway back to the packers i think they can i mean vikings are really the toughest ones out of that last stretch maybe if the bears can get their shit together i don't think they will i don't think they're gonna i don't think we're gonna i don't think we're gonna suddenly start i don't think by the end of the season we're gonna have suddenly started start making good play calls for justin fields um Will Justin Fields have figured it out by the end of the season and figured a way to get past that? I don't know. Will the offense be able to get past that? I don't know. It's hard to get past your play caller. But. Where was I going with this? The Packers. Fuck, where was I going with this? See, this is the hard part about doing a podcast by yourself. There's no one to remind you what the fuck you were talking about. Okay, I got it. My two points secondarily is that it seems like the nfc is a little bit more of a mix-up now but my primary point in all of that was to say have the packers found their guy jordan love is doing good obviously against this chiefs team doing good against this defense that i think was uh, a big part of why the chiefs were able to continue their success i think their offense has had a little bit more some more struggles um how good is Jordan Love? Even if they continue, even if they went out, again, don't want to call it a cakewalk. I also kind of want to call it a cakewalk. So I think it's a it's a little tough to gauge. But I mean, at the very least, if if he can continue to have some really good games and continue to play the way he's playing, I think you he found like some consistency at the very least. Is he going to be Hall of Fame? Is he going to be generational? Is he going to be the third in the line of? Uh, of uh, great Packers quarterbacks, we'll fucking find out. Again, I think we're unlucky enough that it could be, <laughs> and he's again he's certainly on on the on an upward trend. But um, we'll see what the what the rest of the season brings. Especially, I mean, if they can make, they're they're most likely gonna make playoffs. Um, and we'll see how it actually ends up all shaking out. But it seems like they're probably gonna have the Forty ers in the first round, which is not what you want. Because the Niners, I mean, they just got done absolutely fucking on the Eagles. Uh, an Eagles team that made the Super Bowl last year. And has been doing... I mean, I guess you could say they've been a little bit uh, not playing up to their standard entirely. But, I mean, they're still playing really good. And the Niners just absolutely dog-walked them. So, I think it's a bit of a tall order for uh, Jordan Love to lead the Packers to a win against them. Um, but, I mean, if he does... Fucking, they definitely got their guy, but if not, again, at the very least, they have a guy who can bring them some consistency, which is uh, not as easy to find in the NFL as uh, as you would like. Going back to the game, though, um, I mean, there were some pretty crazy moments. It felt like the game kind of shifted when Mahomes uh, had an interception. That was when I really, for me anyway, it seemed like the momentum really shifted and it really seemed like the Packers were kind of having it on lock. And then that kind of just led to some more just like crazy plays. I've seen people talk. I didn't get to watch the whole thing. Um, It was kind of funny. I I was laying down for bed and I just happened to pull my phone out to, and I just happened to check the scores. I mean, and uh, I saw the Packers were winning and I was like, what the fuck? Like they are, they're going to beat the chiefs there's only 2 minutes left and they're up by you know 8 points and so i got the tail end of the game um but i know people were talking about how some just some of the really bad calls and uh i guess uh the interception wasn't a bad call but i think it set off a chain of event chain of events that led to some very crazy calls one of them i mean i mentioned earlier that that uh, patrick mahomes is getting these some of these, he's getting a lot of roughing the passer calls he got one this game that I don't know, man. That was, I could see how you could call it. I could also, I, I don't know. It turns me into a boomer where I want to talk about, you know. I feel like I feel like a boomer talking about, you know, back in the day, blah blah blah. You know, it used to be a more physical games. Games not so physical anymore. Blah blah blah. I don't know. I don't think. It wasn't totally unreasonable. I could see why you would call it. I don't think you had to. But again, it's Patrick Mahomes. He gets those calls. And if he doesn't get them, he begs for them and then gets them. And then after that, too, there was another crazy call. Maybe, you know, people got better eyes or better. There's a reason that I'm missing it. But there was a a fumble by the Chiefs that they ended up calling... They ended up calling it that it wasn't a fumble because the runner was down by contact. I don't know. It didn't seem to me like he was down by contact. It seemed to me like it was a fumble. Um, but I could be wrong, you know. I'm not an NFL official. I don't know the entire rule book. I didn't get all the angles. Honestly, I'm still not even 100% sure on what happened on that whole play call because they were talking about a block and something i don't know and then the third one that i thought was kind of crazy was there was a pretty bad pass interception or, uh pass interference um on a deep field pass that mahomes just kind of sent and it looked like a uh a green bay corner or safety or whatever he was it looked like some pass interference that didn't get called i think regardless of your loyalties it seems to me that the consensus online is that the last chunk of that game the last five minutes or so of that game um was just really bad officiating um again maybe maybe we'll get some uh that's something we can clear up and talk about a little more next week but i mean i'm inclined to to agree based off what i've seen so but yeah so at the end there i mean the uh the chiefs were really trying to make a comeback and really trying to uh Trying to win the game there, but they just couldn't do it. Just couldn't overcome it. Uh, I think the um, Packer, I think it's easy to know what's coming. It's easy to know that you know Mahomes is going to be looking for a long down the field pass and trying to get that touchdown. So when you know that's coming, it's a little easier to prepare for it. And just the Chiefs just couldn't do it. And I think uh, I think not only could the Chiefs not do it, I think the Packers were ready and they they you know they rose to the occasion and were able to uh, beat the Chiefs. Which another one I don't know. <laughs> another one no one saw coming. Uh. Anyway, that, I think that, that does it. I think that about does it for the uh, NFC North vibe check. Vikings with Dobbs, we'll see where they end up. I mean, we've had that conversation so many times. Not so many times, but we've had that conversation before. How good they can be with him. He's opened up to other parts of their offense that weren't there with Kirk Cousins. I don't know. We'll see. The Bears, what are we going to do? Where are we going to be at? I don't know. I think for sure it seems... I still think the... still think the lions i mean unless they shit the bed i think they have it on lock anyway we'll finish those thoughts We'll, we'll fucking tie that up i think for now we'll say that that's it for the nfc north vibe check and then we'll move into a little a little bit of a week 14 preview um so again the chicago bears have the detroit lions uh this upcoming week Uh, The only real news as far as that matchup is concerned is that it looks like two linemen for the Lions could be out. Their center, Frank Ragno, and uh, Alan McNeil, their defensive tackle. Uh, Which is not ideal if you're the Lions. Um, And, I mean, ideally, again, for the Bears, it looks like we're going to have Tyreek Stevenson back. I have a hard time. Let's see. I have a hard time believing it's tough because I feel like it's tough to gauge where the lions truly are right now. Uh, I was kind of talking about that earlier how you know, how much of this win? could the saints have beat the lions? If they had beat the lions, what would that have really meant? Would it have meant that the lions are kind of fumbling and you know not as good as we thought? would it have meant that the saints are better than some might think or at least that i think in my head i mean maybe other people think they are pretty good and very solid in my head i don't i didn't think they were i think they were a solid team but um not solid enough to beat the lions but again the lions are showing themselves i mean they're they're struggling can they get it together at the end here and i mean how good are they really i mean, I think that's like Uh, I think they're a big question mark right now, whereas like for a while, it just seemed I mean, for most of the season, it just truly seemed like they were this unstoppable force Um, and not so much with this kind of skid that they hit. Again, I mean, to call it a skid, I mean, you know, maybe it's being a little bit of a doomer, you know, almost losing to the Bears, losing to the Packers, who, again, are an upward trend, losing to the Saints, who I think maybe are better than some people might think or sorry, almost losing to the Saints just a lot of question marks but i mean i think they're probably going to stay at the top of the division they got the bears again they got the broncos they got the vikings they got the cowboys and they got the vikings again um we'll see i think i mean it seems like their last five are really going to answer some questions here some questions here um they should beat the broncos cowboys cowboys are kind of the come up i don't know i don't know We'll see. It's very interesting, at least. I think uh at at the very least it doesn't seem so much like the Lions are just gonna full on run away with it. It looks like there's a little bit of uh a, a little bit of a contest again. We got we got some time left, so we'll see how it how it ends up uh how it shakes out. But I think it's at least been made interesting. The NFC North has been made interesting. Uh maybe that's a shit take. We'll find out. We'll find out next week when, uh, hopefully I have both of the boys back to, uh, correct me and let me know what's up, you know, we'll see. But for now, that's where I stand. But again, um, I mean, not again, but again, but, uh, you know, my opinions, um, I'm, I'm fickle, man. You show me, you show me some good evidence the other way. I'll consider it. I'll think about it. At least fickle's a strong word. I'm open, open-minded. That try to be. Um yeah, I just I think it's a tall order. I don't not a tall order. I don't know. Okay. Bears versus Lions. N- not having your starting center, that's tough. I'm pretty Alan McNeil. Your defensive tackle, not having him, that's tough. It's a little bit of a disadvantage. I just don't know, man. I think I think. The lions coaching staff um was maybe caught a little off guard by our offense last time we went against each other and i think also caught a little bit off guard by how good our defense was last time until the last five minutes of the game so i am not sure that's gonna happen again i don't think it's gonna happen again um That's not to say that it won't. Again, I mean, there's just some big question marks here. How good are the Detroit Lions? They've been shown, I mean, these past few weeks, it's been shown that they can bleed, you know? One of the teams that made them bleed was us. Can we do it again? I think it's possible. I don't think it's likely. It's just hard to have faith in this coaching staff. I think... That's mostly where my doubts lie because I think we have a pretty talented roster. Just, I mean, again, man, it just always goes back to the same thing. You know, can we play to Justin Fields' strengths? I think our defense is going to continue on this trend. I think I do think our defense is going to continue to be good. I think we'll be able to hold them. I think last time we did again until the last five minutes, we did a pretty good job of holding, um, David Montgomery, who is a phenomenal running back. I think we did a pretty good job of containing him. Uh, I think we might be, I think we could repeat that. I think we can get some pressure. I think we can get some pressure on Jared Goff again, cloud his line of sight again, maybe get some takeaways. We're on a great trend for takeaways. Um, but I don't know. I just, uh, I think that's one of the critiques too. I mean, that'll be important to see too because I think one of the critiques of Justin, Field is, Justin Fields is that once you know what's coming from him, you know, whether that be once you are aware of, of his legs and his ability to run and once you know, once you force him to pass, he has trouble adjusting. And I think we'll, we'll be able to see. They're going to be ready for him at the, at the very least. Um, so if they can contain him and kind of take away he had a, I mean he had a great game last time against the Lions. So if they can, you know, take that away. Um I think I mean, I, th- I mean that'll obviously be a point against them if they can take that, if they can keep him contained this game. Uh I think our run game should be still be solid though. I don't it's not so tall. Last time, last time we went against each other, I really was uh, could not be convinced. I had I had no hope um this time i have some hope i I think it's possible i don't think again the lines have been shown that they they can they can bleed you know they are only human as well um i don't think uh, maybe they'll prove me wrong but i don't think they are in the i don't even think that but again just quite they have a question mark right now it's like are they really one of those elite teams are they really in you know in the elite category of uh are they in the category of elite NFL teams? I'm not so sure anymore. Um, maybe they'll show us that they are. We'll see again. Not impossible. I don't think it's likely, just because I have no faith in this coaching staff still. I have some faith in Iberflus now. I have some faith. I have n- still continue to have zero faith in Luke Getzy. Um, But yeah, I think that does it for the preview. I think maybe it'll be a low-scoring low game. I don't think it'll be anything too crazy. Hopefully, it'll be entertaining at least. Uh, hopefully, our defense can continue to make it fun to watch this team. Um, I think even when you're going against them, it's always crazy to watch what uh, Jared Goff and his receivers do. I think that's always nuts. I I love David Montgomery, watching him run, even if he's fucking running us over it. It's always just nuts to me. I'm I'm a huge fan of his. Um, so yeah, we'll see. Hopefully we can get our run game going keys to success. I mean, just, well, I, I'm interested to see what Justin Fields, I'm interested to see what he does this game. Uh, I'm interested to see what he does the rest of the season. Uh, I can, again, I mean, I understand, you know, some people aren't bought in on him. Some people have his critiques There are critiques there to be made. One of the things I've been thinking about, cause it gets brought up a lot, uh, he's had three years he, you know i hear it all i see it all the time you know he's, he's had three years It's it's been three years blah blah blah. this isn't this, that uh and i just he has not had three years to develop and to be um these three years have not been i don't think he's had three years to develop i don't think we can call these years like i don't think that's fair um with this coaching staff and with the bullshit i mean his first year you know wasn't even a full year after that he had the change and then he's been working under getsy you know he's had getsy as his oc how much has he really been able to be uh developed and and taught and really uh coached up by capable and competent um offensive minds i don't think that's really happened um And as much as I like Justin Fields, I don't think he's the kind of quarterback to come in to the NFL and just figure it out on his own. Uh, And those guys don't grow on trees. So it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how he does, especially uh, we got some teams that, that we've already seen before coming up with the Falcons again with the Lions, and then, I mean, we're going to end with the Packers. I think it'd be nuts if, uh, <laughs> I don't know all the math and how likely it is, but I do think it would be very nuts if it came down, like, uh, at the end of the season, you know, for a playoff spot, Bears-Packers. I think that'd be pretty nuts. I don't know how likely that is to happen. I'm sure it's not very likely. Um Mostly because, again, it's very generous to say that the Bears are in the hunt. And I think the Packers are, uh, they're pretty, they're sitting pretty. It's impressive. I mean, it's an off year. And it seems like they're going to make playoffs. It pisses me off. But, I mean, wow, credit to them. I credit where credit's due. I mean, they've somehow figured it out. They did not have a pretty start, but they've turned it around. And, again, Jordan Love seems to be on a upward trend. you know, we'll see if he's uh <laughs> Hall of Fame worthy. Um that remains to be seen, especially since he hasn't played a full season yet. But I mean he's doing good right now. They're doing good right now, and again, it seems like uh mostly a cakewalk for them. So I, I think uh again, all that to say unlikely, but that would be very crazy if it came down to that. Uh that last game there. Oh, if we could ruin oh if the Bears have a chance to ruin to ruin that for them. We'll see. We'll see how the Bears continue to do. We'll see how the Packers continue to do. That's it for me, though, guys. I think um, I got I don't I got nothing else on the the Bears Lions. We'll see. I think it's gonna be a it'll be a good game. These these last few games, I think. Uh, we'll see. This season has not. I mean, we're we're more than halfway. We're we're close to the end here of the season and this season has not shook out the way i thought it would um this kind of sucks man <laughs> honestly now that i'm thinking about it i don't think any of these games other than other than you know cuz i don't think i don't think any of these games other than the lions and the packers and maybe the browns game if well, i don't think their defense is that good again maybe i'm wrong i don't think their defense is that good though i don't i don't see justin fields being able to really cement himself as the guy in these next five games. Even if he balls out every game, you know, I don't, I, maybe he can, maybe he can, maybe he'll answer the questions. Maybe he'll shut everyone up. Ideally. I mean, at this point, I just, I wish we would get the answer one way or the other, you know? Um, Cause I, I don't, and again, maybe it's my bias, but I don't think I've seen anything out of him that makes me totally buy out. But I'm also, again, understanding of the people who 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 are uh, critical of him and aren't totally bought in. Because I don't even think I'm totally bought in on him anymore. At least not with the Bears. Now, does that mean, does that mean we should go get Caleb Williams? No, I still don't think we should get Caleb Williams. Not totally solely. To he's this generational guy. Maybe he is. He won't be if he comes here. We won't be able to develop him. And he's got some other, you know, some other issues, I think. I think he's got some issues... Pretty similar I mean to say he's a seen you know to say he's another Justin fields I don't think so some similar issues some similar comparisons could be made um and even then some of them are kind of a stretch some are a little fair but regardless I don't think he i don't I mean maybe if you're any other team in the NFL that needs a quarterback sure do you take him yeah do the bears take him no I don't think the bears should take him I don't think the bears should take any quarterback also i I guess if the uh, the Packers' offense or defense has been pretty good, and I mean, our division rival. If he could, if Justin Fields could for the last game, if he's been doing good and he could show out against them, I guess that could give him some points. I just don't know if it cements him as the guy to to uh, management. We'll see. Uh it's just tough. This was truly my worst. This was my worst uh, fears for this this season, was that we wouldn't know and we wouldn't be able to fully evaluate Justin Fields. But um, who knows? Maybe he'll, hopefully he'll prove me wrong. Maybe, I mean, at least in, in the evaluation part. At least in the evaluation part. Would love to know. Would love to know if he's the guy or not because this whole back and forth is very frustrating. This has been a very frustrating year. But that's par for the course when you're a Bears fan, right? Par for the course. Uh, I don't think I have anything else, guys. I've probably said that already, but I don't think I have anything else. Um, Let's see here. Go follow... Uh, what did Steinplug? Just go... Uh go follow yeah right right stein's plug is a chick flix, chick flicks with dicks go find that podcast that podcast is very fun he does that with his buddy my uh adjacent buddy i also know him great guy very funny both of them together hilarious he does that podcast with his buddy alex uh so go check that out it's anywhere you can find podcasts and if you can't find it somewhere let him know so we can put it on there that's chick flicks with dicks the uh flix is with an x f-l-i-x i i I don't think he wants to be i think that's it for him usually uh if you want to follow isaac go follow isaac he's got some music out it's pretty good uh last i checked his instagram handle was e-y-e-z-e-c-k uh he keeps it pretty updated on that so go do that go follow him he's got some great music if you want to follow me follow me no so i see i keep doing this if this if thing Bad habit, gotta break it. Go follow me. Go follow those guys. Listen, to, listen to Stein's podcast. Follow Isaac. Follow me at ohmar Daniel on Instagram. I just released an album. I like it. Uh, I've had at least one other person tell me they like it. So go check it out. I also keep. I just have fun there. I post things I think are cool. I try to have fun. Try to be a little funny there. So I think I'm worth the follow. You know, so follow me. Come have fun. You can follow the podcast at The Bear Claw Pod on TikTok and Instagram. Uh, I think we're going to be, this album is finally finished, which was taking up a lot of my time. So I think we're going to be a little more active on those. Um, so yeah, go follow that. If you want to send us an email, you can send us an email at The Bear, or you can send us an email, you can send an email to Bear Contact at gmail.com. Please, please, please rate and review the podcast give us five stars share with your friends share with your friends who are bears fans or nfc north fans they can always skip through the first you know 45 minutes of the podcast and just hang out for the nfc north update nfc north vibe check and then just fuck off you know they can do that so if you got any nfc north buddies fucking share the podcast with them let them know Um, but that's it for me guys. Uh, hopefully this was, uh, again, it's, it's always a little tough. It's a little tough when, uh, to have a, (laughs) do a solo podcast a lot. I think a lot of, uh, the whole reason I started this was just because of the back and forth that I have with Stein. Um, and I think we have some good conversation and then throwing Isaac in the mix, I think too, was a great idea because he brings a lot of good stuff to the table um those two are pretty key components of the podcast so when they're not here it's obviously uh we're missing some elements but uh hopefully you know this was still bearable for you hopefully you still got to uh you know get some updates and uh learn some things um those guys' football knowledge is a little uh they're a little more depth on their football knowledge than what i have so yeah i mean we should be back to normal next week. Um, the boys should be back in town next week. Um, we should all be back together. Should be back to normal. Hopefully, uh, maybe they'll have some corrections for me. Maybe they'll have some opinions. Maybe we'll have a little bit of a longer podcast. Um, we'll see. But uh, anyway, again, should be back to normal next week. And uh, we'll see you then after this uh, Bears-Lions game until then fucking you know have a good week have a good week and thank you again for listening we really appreciate you guys listening and if you have shared or even if you have if you have shared thank you and if not what are you doing share the podcast share it with people we love you thank you for listening i deeply appreciate it i've had fun doing this um it's going to be even more fun when the boys are back and we're all uh, back in the normal swing and not sick and uh having fun again but yeah we'll see you next week until then fucking you know the drill i gotta end on this because otherwise people get upset with me it throws off the rhythm so we gotta end here with the classic chin up and bear down deuces